Hi, K-Watchers, it's Leanne. And hi, it's Juliette. You're listening to the K-Watch Party. Today, we are recapping Love After Divorce, episode 13, the penultimate episode of this series. And later on on the show, we have a very special guest with us. We sit down with Sora from Love After Divorce and have a fun conversation about her time on the show. We get some behind the scenes and updates on her new project. So stick around for that. So Leanne, how are you? How was your weekend? I have given up noodles officially, which is really sad (sighs) for me. I know, I know. And I'm pretty much all the way gone to brown rice. I am... On a health journey, I think I've mentioned it that I recently found out I've got some glucose, sugar issues, and I've got some low iron, so I am actively getting on my health to try to feel better and have more energy. And so I, I've been learning a lot, actually, so noodles are very bad So for does that you. mean no more shin lamyun for you during yeah, the day? I know, it's so sad, but RIP me and shin lamyun, it's just... And on Their another day... prices are dipping as we speak. crashing. I, we, I will return to them. I need to get my health back. Yeah, so just really interesting things I've been learning about how the order of the things you eat Mm -hmm. really affect how your blood sugar spikes. Okay. And so the mantra is veggies first. So it's veggie, protein, carb, which now I'm so so every time you eat, you should be starting with some type of veggies, majorly impacting the way that I look forward to meals now. Oh, (laughs) I'm I'm sure. like, you I just, just want, want to get pro- through the first. Yeah, just like, let's just get the, the veggies. Get the oh, veggies. The protein. The protein. Okay, okay what carb will I treat yeah. myself to today? So I did hop on the Peloton for the first time in, I think, probably 465 days. <laughs> <laughs> Who's counting? Oh, wait, Peloton is. Peloton. Yeah, so I do feel a little bit more energetic this morning. I think it is a combo of wow, just watching fantastic. what I eat and how I eat and, and exercising. So Julia, I think, is so proud of me. I am. We're going to be having some hummus after this, hummus and a, a salad, and then she could have a little tiny bite of a pita bread afterwards. Anything on your end? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> well, let's get on to Love After Divorce. We are on episode 13. I am so sad. This is the second to last episode, and this series is almost over, and we're not going to have these people in our lives every week anymore. Oh. So we start episode 13 with Ricky Hadim. It is morning time. Hadim is splayed out on the bed. It's early. With two laptops. So in her many face. laptops. Like the the rays that are coming to her. I was getting nervous about all that. I just want to know why so many laptops. Is she day trading? Is she running a bot business? I work with marketers. Nobody I know has more than one laptop to do marketing. Well, also the rumor. I don't want to be the misinformation podcast, but I did see a rumor that that she works for an MLM company, so ah, like that's multi-level why. marketing. I was going to say, not to maybe say that MLM. people with who work in MLM need have more to. than MLM. <laughs> that was There's some just something a little bit sus about this whole situation. I'm not sure. Like, what is she really doing? Right. They are getting ready for the day. She's very tired. Feel you. Ricky is downstairs making her some eggs. He brings it up. She is just chowing down in bed. Yeah. He is sta- will not eat in bed. It's amazing because right. that is my husband and I. My husband would never eat yeah. in bed. I would eat toast in bed. 
Oh, God. <laughs> I will crunch toast on my pillow. Ooh, I don't care. I feel all those crumbs all over exactly. me. Exactly. And so it was hilarious because you just see the different personality yeah. types. And one of, we'll see later, the one of the big things that differentiates the way that they live is their tidiness and how they go about organizing their their homes. Yeah. There is so much single-use plastic water bottles in this home. The little kids are drinking water bottles. It's so Ricky's drinking water bottles. I really just want to ship them some reusable steel. Yes. I actually have a whole drawer that is yeah. not being used, so I will send them to it you, over Because It is so wasteful, and it is making our environmentally conscious hearts just cringe. They are going out. It looks like they're getting really dressed up. They both look very nice. The bed is made. That was Ricky. That was for, for sure. sure Ricky. It turns out they are all dressed up to go meet her friend at a restaurant. They are in downtown Seattle. The drive is beautiful. A sunny Seattle day. Is, is there anything gorgeous? Nicer. I know. That's that's when you decide I'm moving here. Exactly. And actually, that did happen to me when I was a kid because my my dad used to run these marathons, and we went to Portland because he ran a marathon there. And he's like, I love it here. It was like a sunny, you know, beautiful he sunny day. He fell like, for it. Fell for it. We're moving. Within months, we were. No. We, that's why we moved to Oregon because my dad was like, "It's gorgeous." And then he didn't realize it rains actually eleven months out of the year. And then my mom got really depressed. And then Aww. we had to move back it like four years later because it was. Remember too much. when we? The only way to figure out what weather was like in a region was we had an almanac, yeah, and oh it would like gosh, go back yes. into the eighteen hundreds, <laughs> and you would look up rain patterns in Portland that went back to the eighteen hundreds. They meet this friend. Is this woman a friend? She looks like a hired actress. Okay, so another <laughs> another thing I found out because I had I was googling Harim a while ago when the show first started, and somebody went on one of those mommy blogs that okay. that Idia um, was talking about. Uh-huh. It's very popular amongst um, like one and a half and immigrant uh, younger Korean immigrants. Uh-huh. Somebody wrote in there like, "Oh, I actually had met her through a." Some kind mommy of like me. mommy meetup. Mm-hmm. So it's, I think that's the connection. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound like they were like true friends. Long from time friends. She definitely says they've known each other when since she's had three kids. Yes. So this is feels like a mommy friend. So maybe that's why she it feels, feels. It definitely doesn't feel like they know each other that well or that they're like very comfortable with each deep, other. Deep, right. Mm-hmm. I was like, this looks like she was hired. The friend comes into the restaurant. She says... To Harim, even if you get mood swings, he'll take care of you. Yes, I wrote that down too because I was like, her mood swings must be so like well known across everyone knows. Everyone, yeah, she must have crazy mood swings. If even this friend of less than two years yeah. knows that this is something. Before this friend even shows up, though, she's joking with Ricky. Harim is joking with Ricky. She's like, she's joking that her house is a mess, and he goes, "I know," and she gets mad at him. The friend also asks Ricky, what is it about Harim either that you've learned or what are the big personality differences between the two of you? And she goes in hard. And he responds that he's very tidy. And then Harim is again surprised at how bad he thought it was at her house. Yeah. So yeah, I think for her, that she's like, that's, I cleaned up for you. Probably, right? right? Like, I bet, yeah. But I think Ricky's like, there aren't pillowcases on these pillows. Yeah. Like this is like, not the level that he's used to. So that seems to be kind of a point of contention. She didn't seem to take which, it well. Which it wasn't I wasn't jokey. But I think it is a good reveal to have early on. Oh, yeah. Because that kind of stuff could ruin a relationship. Yeah, for sure. It's, but, uh, probably not so much for her, but for him, 
he's going to know that he's now going to have to clean up after her right. constantly. Right. And Well, the sad thing is that like any relationship she's going to have with these three kids in tow is going to have to be a person like him, a tidy person, yeah, a person who absolutely. doesn't have that much of his own personal obligations. Yes. Right? Like, and so it's really like this is the perfect person for her actually. And it's, it sucks for Ricky because he has to take on so yeah, much. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. And I, I think this does reveal itself through that conversation and, and then the conversation they have later on the bench because he is the perfect person for her. She needs somebody like him. He doesn't really need somebody like her. Right. I mean, he, I know he really likes her right now. Yeah. But as we know, and he should know this too because he was married in the past, is that a lot reality. of that will fade. Yeah, reality is – well, okay. So then <laughs> yes, that comes I up know, in the conversation – he basically says the honeymoon phase is over. Hadim seems, again, really taken aback. Yeah. I don't think she liked to hear that. She kind of tries to joke it off. Like, she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no she's more passion. Like, I don't even, I don't even get flutters around you anymore. Yeah. And I think she's trying to laugh it off, but I think it might hurt her feelings. Yeah. Because who wants to hear that from your new boyfriend? Right. You know, it only took three days for him to be in her yeah, home exactly. to be like, well, okay. saw the real side of her and, and was like, oh, yep, yeah, this is what it is. But Romance I think what he over. meant by that was because there are there's a lot of obligations and kind of baggage that has come with both of their relationships, but more more on her side that he's like the the curtain was yeah. you know I've, the curtain has been pulled has away. been pulled away very quickly doesn't mean that I don't I don't like you or that I'm not gonna stick around but. I'm not under a ruse that I know what it, happened in Cancun would have continued. I know, but it sucks because you don't want to hear the person you like see your faults so clearly right. so early. Yes. You want it to fake a little bit longer yeah. that they can actually, yeah, we, our, our faults are there. We know them, but that's for after, like we're supposed to totally. trick them into marriage totally. first and then. Yeah, but when the first it. night you get there and you have yeah. to put three kids to sleep who don't go to sleep and then go to the ER. Yeah. And then There's, he cleans your house top to bottom. Yes. The romance Multiple is gone. days romance in Romance is gone. Yep. Romance, yeah. At the top of the hill, she asks these really vague questions yeah. that MCs, I was sitting there and like, what is she Yeah, saying? I was like, I don't even know what she's saying. And then he says, can you please be direct? Don't be so passive aggressive. And she's like, I am being direct. And I'm like, the girl has does not have self-awareness. Um, and I think she's really in her she's creating this whole thing in her own head. Right. We've seen her create stories in her head yeah. before. We saw it in Cancun. She asks, Cancun versus Seattle, do you think our personalities mesh still? He just answers quickly, yeah. Yeah, why not? And she's weirdly evasive. She's passive in her answer. She just moves on to fishing. You know, it just is like, she's definitely trying to get at something. I think she's right in saying, then it's almost like an arranged marriage, right? Like there's no romance here. I don't feel like you're in it for me. You're really yeah. like here to be my helper. I know. That sucks. She wants to be zapped with, an, with zapped a... Zapped with electricity. With a taser. <laughs> she wants to be zapped with a taser. She would. Maybe he could bring that into the bedroom. That was their segment, basically, in a nutshell. Thankfully, we move on to Benita and Jerome, who just lightened the mood so Loved much. it so much. I felt so hopeful. Yeah about them they are such a nice relief in contrast to the heaviness of the Hadim and Ricky situation just total opposites they have so much chemistry actually they're constantly joking with each I other and I have so really, much fun I really loved it I feel like I will have to listen back to our predictions from Cancun but here's my thought is you didn't think they'd stick together I, I didn't. didn't right yeah, that's why I, I was didn't. like oh I don't think they're gonna last she didn't seem into him but here's what I will say 
Harim, her while the other woman at the time applauded her for just going for it, right? She like found somebody, she liked him, she went for it. Whereas Benita was like, I'm going to suss all of you out. I want to see who I get along best with. I want to know everything about you. She was very like cautious about the decision. And I think even some of the other women were a little bit regretful. They were not more like Harim. Mm -hmm. But at the end, Harim didn't even really know Ricky. Like, you know, she she glommed on to him because Mm -hmm. I think also because all the other women liked him. Mm -hmm. And she had a little bit of a competitive spirit Mm -hmm. about I mean, I'm I'm just venturing out there because I also was watching. Seems like a projection, guys. (laughs) I was watching the show and I'm like, what is it that you like about Ricky? Whereas Benita, I think, took a lot of consideration. Yeah. And it shows now. She's yeah. so happy. They are getting ready for a party. They're having the rest of the castmates come over to the house to hang out. She's making chicken feet. Okay. Yeah, Chinese I, I, people I, I, I get thought... so much shit for eating chicken feet at dim sum. I didn't know Koreans ate chicken feet. No, I was disgusted when she said that. I was like, what? Exactly. I rewinded it back. I was like, she said she wanted it. I know. I know. Every time we go to dim sum, we get Chinese people just get so much shit for it. It's delicious, guys. Give it a shot. What? It's because the sauce. Because of the sauce. The sauce they cook in. So I'm always like, why don't they just use that sauce for other things? They don't. I have never had that sauce on any other What if protein. you had that sauce on the uh, mong, the the butthole that Koreans eat? Which I, also I do not eat. But I that. used to eat that when we used to go drinking in college. But I mean, it's just a crunchy piece of. Whoa. I think Gizzard. I think for both, just the thought of where it's coming from is kind of gross. Is yeah. most people out? It's true. Everybody comes in. Tom and Jisoo come oh, together. I was so happy to see them. Looking like a couple. Very sweet. Dewey brings toilet paper. Yes. Did you know that that's what Koreans do? Classic Classic. Dewey. That's a gift that you give when somebody like moves into a new house or you come visit them for the first time. It's always toilet paper. It's always toilet paper. Okay. Good to know. It's such a fun reunion. It's so good to see everybody. Sora comes. Oh, she looks fab. She I was looks so happy to see her. Fabulous. Also, just asking so Benita so many questions in front of everybody, yeah. like teen, two teenage girls at the I food know. court, you know, right. like, do you guys sleep in the same bed? And Benita's like, yes. Did you guys kiss? Obviously. It was really cute. Tom is, maybe he's a little drunk at this point, is just like, we are the outcast. I just died because he was so. What were your regrets? Big, bitter. <laughs> yeah. So bitter. He was, and he's like, everyone else looks at the couple and they're like, oh gosh, you right. guys Newly love Newlyweds. Yeah. So lovey-dovey. Tom's like, staring at them with disdain. Like, <laughs> dagger eyes over there. And then the panel was like, you know, he's going to get up and be like, I want to go and talk to you, Benita. Let's do a one-on-one date right now. <laughs> hey, can we talk? Can we talk? Can we just talk? Go, let's go outside. Yeah, he, he does a lot of this. We're outcasts, et cetera. Sora's like, I don't feel like a loser. Don't call me a loser. Don't paint me in your loser light. She will not let him take (laughs) her image down. She's definitely out and about uh, dating to her heart's delight. I know. Five dates in one weekend. She's so busy. She's a modern woman. Again, they were like going at each other a little bit. You know, very playfully. Spicy again. That's why I think you were right. They need to get together. Bone something. I think they have, they would have really good. Maybe. Although he seems too sad still <laughs> she's moved on she's he over like, Cancun yeah. he's still maybe simmering in it a little bit in terms of regrets and, and looking back on it I thought it was hilarious when Tom and Dew were, were talking about their bad luck mm-hmm. and Tom says you know we had the furthest room 
And Vanita says, yeah, we're basically a long distance couple. We couldn't go to your room. It was too far. And then some, Jerome said, yeah, or maybe it was Dewey said, we're the only ones that didn't have uh, curtains. curtains. And everyone's like, so, and, and so what? And he's like, so then we didn't sleep well which meant then our skin didn't look good. And then we were tired and then nobody wanted to be with us because we didn't look good. And, you know, and then Dewey, of course, it's the butterfly effect. It's the like, butterfly Dewey effect. Dewey is my man, man. He is. So- my, yes. The, uh, it was not, sleeping was not conducive to a good pallor for me. Exactly. Yeah. He was pale already. Yeah. Now he looked ashen. Ghostly. Yeah, ghostly. The next day they go camping. I died. I thought this entire segment was so funny. She wants to pack the entire kitchen. My husband sat next to me on the couch watching this. He's like, that's you and Juliet. That, my husband exactly is like, my dear God, this is literally this what is you do close. every time. I need to have my peaches. I need to eat this. And then the grocery shopping. That's also, you and me. I have those peaches in my kitchen right now. I eat it with my morning yogurt. It's my protein fruit mix for the morning. Ooh, Is it from Costco? No, it's Trader Joe's. Oh. It's soaked in like a white grape juice. It's very low sugar content, but... It doesn't need to be refrigerated. It's like fine to sit out. I know, but she said she wanted chilled peaches. She wanted it to be cold. <laughs> oh my God. So high maintenance in her essentials outfit. Yes. She yeah. wants these peaches. She blames Jerome because he ordered a tiny little cooler, which to be fair, yes, that is, that a, is a tiny thing. You don't even take that to a soccer cooler, game. Like, for, yes, that's for meant for six beers. But nothing truly gets me and my husband more fired up at each other than the day we leave for a trip, especially one where we have to pack a lot of things. Mm. Both sides just get ticked off. Shopping at H Mart too. Also, also that plaza is a, is a very popular plaza oh. in Buena Park. I'm sure many of our listeners from Los Angeles and Anaheim know it. It's where there's an H Mart, there's an um, 85 Degrees, there is a Jajangmyeon Pekjong Jajangmyeon place. It's a very popular where a lot of Koreans live. But the shopping, that yes. was like my husband and I were like laughing because that is our dynamic yeah, constantly. Me trying to put stuff in. He's like, "What? how, how yeah. many sweet potatoes are you eating? I'm like, why can't we just bring yeah. it home? Exactly. If we and don't also, need it, we'll take it why, home. Why? Why do you why care are so you much? knitting on her? Yeah, why nitpick on her? I definitely like sneak things into the cart yeah. too, hoping he doesn't notice or I'll like run right when we're in line. The, I'll go like, get it. I'll just throw it in. Yeah, he, he, he's too anything. flustered to say anything. I'm usually mine for the apocalypse, okay? <laughs> My husband's literally thinking about the next meal. I've seen her come home from a Costco oh, trip. Yeah. It oh, is yeah. next I bought the level. whole, whole next store. Level. She has like 14 pounds of onions. I'm like, you use this many onions? She's like, wow. yeah, of course. I'm like, I don't think you do. <laughs> but I mean, they're sprouting for sure. It's, it's, it's such a good deal. Like rather than going to buy, paying $1.50 per onion every single time you go, you know, get the, the big old bag. It turns out he's so particular about these peaches because he needs space in the cooler for the corn. So, Which I can forgive him for I now. We're giving her all that shit. He's, he's so thoughtful, so sweet. It's the peaches versus corn epic battle in his mind. She has no idea. They get to the campsite. It's alluded to in the beginning by Austin that American camping yes. and Korean camping is very different. I'm here to say it's true. Tell me more. I know you went camping in Korea before. I have been camping in Korea. So there's definitely like bring all the food. You right. know, like you are right. bringing. Koreans care a lot about the food. And it's straight up full three course meal. It's not hot dogs and hamburgers. It's just like meats and like marinated meats and fresh, you know, fresh vegetables and jjigae. You're like cooked. making stews. Yeah. Stews are being cooked on the spot or they've been pre-cooked and they have to get warmed up. Like all the burners are going. Right. They bring out a 
tent. Turns out it's a rental and nobody knows how to put things things and, together. And she's like, yeah, usually we use the ones that you just pop up. Pop up. I'm like, I, I've never even seen those. But watching that made me realize, gosh, I love camping, but I hate doing that Because you so schlep much. your whole house. Yeah. And I we haven't gone camping with two kids actually not even with my first because we both just don't want to deal with that. Uh, but it is quite a fun time. And I was thinking back to when we used to go camping Mm -hmm. pre children. And one of the things that, you know, because I'm so such like, I'm so high maintenance about certain things. And so we were responsible for one meal and I was like, we're going to make breakfast pizzas over the fire. <laughs> and then like two hours later, the dough is still not cooking. No. And, and of course my husband's like, no, no. Why did you just do like, there are certain times where you could be extra PB&J. and camping is just yeah, not. Camping is not. This was a very great test of them. Nothing there. tests a relationship like building a tent. Yeah. It's building a tent. Right. A trip to Ikea. Right. And tandem kayaking. Those are the tandem top kayaking. three yeah. things that will cause a couple to break up. <laughs> I have been tandem kayaking. We almost killed each other because we're both so alpha. We're right. both like, no, this is the way. Right. No, this is the way. And basically you go in a circle that way, right? Yeah, exactly. So we recently, this camping trip in the summer. And the next thing you know, the aura is hitting your head. Yeah, exactly. You're dead in the water. No, and this last camping trip, we were on the lake and... All these couples were like, yeah, we're going to go together. I was like, no, no, no. We're getting singles. Yeah. We singled. I rode away. <laughs> we met in the middle. I was like, hey, hi. And then we just rode away and did our own thing. It was very peaceful. He goes along with her bossiness. Yes. But also she doesn't follow the directions. She which Again, also my husband was like, this is our dynamic where my husband typically will say, Here's what the instructions say. I was like, oh, instructions, schmucksters, whatever. I can know how to do this. And then inevitably I give up and then he does it, right. follow away the instructions. Yeah. So he is learning her way. He keeps us cool and really impresses her because I think she thinks he has a temper. It has come up several times. The editors also did this thing where they would cut the scenes where he's pretend getting upset and then made it look like he like stormed mm-hmm. off and he was really upset and he hasn't shown that side and i think she's really trying to test him yeah 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 oh totally do we think she's acting this stubborn because she's a test or this is just how she is he is passing every test he is doing so great and i think she is at this point really enjoying this trip together we move on to jimmy and hejin they are in korea it is the big day of meeting the parents they're getting ready. She steams his she shirt. Steams, yeah. My Good hus- thing that yeah. wasn't a product placement, though, because then he comes out and the shirt's still wrinkled. Oh, well, I think that's <laughs> just uh, her skills. <laughs> but my husband, was, I've never ironed a shirt for my husband in my entire relationship. And he looks and he's just like, what it must be like to have <laughs> some. He irons my shirts. He's like, what it must be like to have a freshly pressed shirt when you come out of the shower. They look fabulous. Heejin, again, just looking great in Korea. The water is treating her well there. She's she's beautiful. Did you love that apron on him? I loved it again. <laughs> that was so ick. So ick. I mean, that is like the same apron. That really frilly cloth apron. Loved it. And Loved then it he all had it real up high too on his yeah, neck. Yeah, it was so high. And then he still had it on when they came into the I know. Came and I was like, please take it off. I know. Not that there should be like a masculine I, feminine yeah. thing, it's, but it yeah, is a if you're and because her dad is so, so alpha. Yeah, he is so alpha. Oh that, my god. That that was even more why I was like oh, he's not, this is not going to bode well for you. Oh my God. He comes in, he's like, no more formalities, right? Peace. Just walks in. 
Yeah, it doesn't even really look second. him. He goes, yeah. yeah, just walks straight past him. Yeah. Yeah, I, I he definitely is asserting his dominance. He makes a lot of like little comments about about I mean, and he also makes it very clear whenever he looks at their picture, he only points mm. to his daughter. Oh, how right? how beautiful she looks. Yeah. And I don't think he thinks Jimmy is that handsome. He, he, he definitely says that. It, and he's like, who's that other guy with her in these photos? Yeah, and then when he says, who's that other guy, they translate it to like, oh, this fella. But it's actually like, this fool. Kind <gasps> of. Me? Yeah. Like, oh, wow. It's not, it's not the nice, it's not a nice term to be like, oh, inom. Inom yeah. is ah, kind of. I know he said it in a kind of a joking manner. Yeah. So, I think it's tough, right? Because he's joking, but it feels aggressive. Yeah, it feels aggressive. <laughs> and it's also interesting because the dad is the one who wanted her to go on the show. Mm-hmm. I think this this is what I wanted to talk about is this mom. Mm. Because what are your thoughts about this mom? So the mom at the end is basically to Jimmy. Like, we are very old school and we believe that marriage is the right way. So she's telling Jimmy this to kind of get him on their side, yeah. right? So I get why the dad told her to go on the show because he has, they both have marriage, marriage, right. marriage for her right. on their and mind. And she's relatively young, so they probably are like you wanting can do her this to and get, get married and have kids. Right. Yeah. So I was like, this mom comes off really sweet and gentle, but she's actually oh, being she's got an agenda. very pushy. Yeah. And using the boyfriend to be pushy, yeah. I was very turned off by this mom. Even oh, though she's very sweet, I just was recoiling from this controlling yeah. my way. I'm going to get it no matter what. And, you know, Jimmy has a great response. He goes, these things take time. I understand your point of view. Yeah. And also he said, like, I can't, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to pressure her to do something that she's not willing to do. Right. I think it was very astute. And Um, very mature. But yeah, this mom coming in, I think she comes off sugary and sweet, but to me, she's my worst nightmare. This feels like a very Korean mom to me. Right. See, it didn't like, didn't uh, affect me the same way because I'm like, this is. This is what I do with, <laughs> you know, <laughs> always how it is, which is also why I think they are very cautious of saying that in front of her because she probably has blown up in front of them. And they made a few remarks where they were like, mm-hmm. she's very sensitive. Yes, like she's yes. gotten upset at us about the, this topic. So she doesn't like it also. Okay. So watching Heejin's dad is so fun that that interaction because it was very similar to when my husband met my dad for the first time. We had a meeting at a restaurant and my dad is very much an alpha. And he comes to the restaurant and and also is, is relatively talkative, but then comes and doesn't say anything during the lunch. Like it was so well, he, awkward. He greets. He says he greets, hello. Yeah, uh-huh. and he just kind of just stares down. at him the whole time and I was like what is going on was what he like doing? laying back in his chair alpha style like I'm just a gonna watch bit. and observe yeah, a little mm-hmm. bit but it was so uncomfortable for us because he's normally so, so like chatty. gregarious and like talkative that we were looking at him like what are, was your mom happening? like the fuck yeah are you doing? She, my mom was like elbowing him like what is going on and then he at some point pulls out a notepad from his shirt pocket has a list of questions he's ready to ask my my boyfriend at the time. And I mean, looking back now, it was... Wait, so he asked them? He asked at them. At the end of dinner? Yeah. And... What kind of questions were they? Were like, what, what kind of questions? Well, one of them was like, why do you like Juliet? Oh. This is when he said, oh, it's because she's so chiral. And if you're Korean, you know 
that's actually a bad word. That's like saying someone's effing crazy. In sort of like the slang way that we talk, mm. it's also something we say when someone's like, how about like nuts? Is that like she's it, nuts? I don't even, it's not even quite nuts. Like she's just a great time. She's just like crazy. Ah, she just I has see. so much fun. Uh-huh. So that's what he thought it meant. <laughs> And he also said that he used to hear that word a lot in his own home, but that's not a word that you say in my, like, that's a, that's actually a bad word. That was it. But that was it. it. Very similar vibe. I'm sure if the cameras were around, Heejin's dad might have been even uh, more, a little bit more aggressive, assertive. So that was Love After Divorce, second to last episode. So excited to see what the last episode has for us. We will be recapping that next week, along with some episodes of The Devil's Plan. Now, on to our interview with Sora. This is a very special day. We are very excited to have our very first guest on the podcast. We are so excited. You guys know her as a salmon filet cooking, badass career woman with the emerald earrings and amazing mom to Jackson. She's also the podcast favorite cast member hashtag justice for Sora we're so excited to have Sora Lee from love after divorce here today hi hi everyone thank you so much for having me I'm really excited to be here I think this will be a really fun time and um get to know you guys a little bit and I know um I heard through the grapevines as a caveat that you guys talk a lot of shit so please do not associate me with any of their crazy takes from previous episodes because I haven't listened to it not that I just because I'm on it doesn't mean that I'm endorsing all of their messages I'm just here to have fun and you know get to know a couple unneeds who are in the bay area also yes definitely don't hold anything we say against Sora because yeah we we talk hella shit and you know that's just like that's just our mo um Today we are recording the Monday after the finale. How do you feel now that the show is over? Um, like a sense of relief. Uh, it's actually been crazy past few hours. So right now it's 10 a.m. on Monday. Um, and overnight, you know, like I think Korea just went to bed, right? Um, like everybody's Instagram accounts have been blowing up. Um, especially couples that matched. Um, and yeah, and I just u- launched my YouTube channel this morning. Congrats. You want to tell us a little bit more about your YouTube channel? Yeah. So, because I'm very outspoken and I'm an extreme extrovert and I've been told to start YouTube like for a long time. And I'm like, I don't have time. Who is the time to edit and who's going to watch it? Their ROI is not there really. Right. But I do have a lot to say and just the positive comments I've been getting from the viewers on YouTube videos of me or on my Instagram. I've, you know, worked up the courage to, you know, start posting and yeah I did like a you know the 73 questions with Vogue style but I just flipped and I made it 37 because you know it's 30 73 is too long um so I just filmed it really quickly in Singapore with a co-worker of mine um I'm curious too on that note did you ever think that you would end up on a reality show no I mean even when I was going through the interview process um there were like four at least hour long each interviews and like I wasn't sure if I was gonna get the part um so I don't really watch a ton of tv um I don't really watch reality shows and it was my friends who told me to like apply so I applied and I just kind of well I knew there were some interesting things about me that could be you know clickbaity about my job or um 
my divorce or you know my son's pretty cute and he's like pretty screen ready so I felt like there are some nuggets that the producers could work with so I, I I thought there was some chance but um yeah I'm really happy that you know they chose me I know they were still um going back and forth about me because I look too like strong um I can tell you more about this if you're curious but yeah I'm, I had no idea and I'm glad I applied and I'm glad I went for it we definitely say that about you on the show. The first time you walk in, we're like, this woman seems so strong and confident. We joke that you're like walking to a meeting with your PowerPoint deck. You're just like ready mm -hmm. to you know, present your deck. But we were also mm -hmm. saying that maybe like men coming on a show like that aren't looking for such a strong woman up front. You know, like that's like, it's not your typical woman that comes on these shows who are always like, mm -hmm. you know, looking for love. I'll act the part. You definitely don't act the part. You are like totally yourself. And that's so great to watch. But yeah, I would love to hear what the producer said about it. Um, I think in one of the interviews, um, this is like something one of the writers told me after the fact when we were having drinks, she was like, she actually pushed for me to be on the show. But some people were like, well, she's crying, but she's so like logical. <laughs> And she's talking about her experience like like is this girl real um no I'm really glad that um because I have like a resting bitch face I, I think if you don't know me if I'm not smiling like I'm not I don't look very nice and I think that's kind of by design like I'm okay with the fact that not everyone's gonna like me in a way like if I have a wall up I feel like people who really want to get to know me will enter if that makes sense like kind of lowering the bar so I only bring in the intentful customers if you know what I mean um yeah but I'm glad it worked out and I do like that um I wanted to show Korean viewers like as a Korean woman who migrated here in high school it's totally possible to dream bigger and earn more we're not competing against each other it's uh, us against the machine or whatever so um yeah I wanted to inspire others and you know connect with other women who are in similar boats and yeah kind of expand that network of you know strong women who want to do interesting things with life yeah I think that's amazing too because you attracted I would say an international audience if you know maybe you were in Korea that would have been a little bit too far outside of what they're used to whereas I think mm -hmm. here you I mean you you brought people like us Korean American women who love to see other strong Korean American women or Asian American women so that I think worked in your favor you know as I mentioned you're our favorite podcast or you're our favorite cast member from the show um, I'm also yeah. curious when you went on, we, we noticed there were some people who had like a very strong sense of what they wanted. They played the game really well. Like for example, we, we joked that Tom was always too busy exercising and meditating to take action on the woman versus somebody like Harim. She went in and she was like, I know exactly what I want. I'm going to go for it. Do you feel like you went in with a strategy and do you feel like other people knew what it was that they were going for when they got there? Honestly, I think that's such a struggle. Like, my first marriage failed and I don't really trust myself that I know what I, I know what I'm doing when it comes to finding men. Like I don't trust myself with that. Like, so I didn't really go in with any expectation. So that's one. Another is, um, again, like I know I'm not a typical Korean guy's like style of beauty. And I said it on the interview too, like how many guys do you think picked you as the first pick um, on day one and I was like probably zero like like why because I look very strong on the outside so I, I knew that going in um it was more like because you know I, I don't feel like I need a man 
to be complete. And I know a lot of um, comments I see, oh, you'll find somebody, like, you're so great, like, someone will recognize you. I don't think that's a requirement for me to feel whole. Like, I have a great life. Um, like, my son brings me so much joy. And even without all these external factors, I mean, something I'm working on and everyone's working on, like, self-love. Um, yeah. I'm not there yet fully. I don't know if, if all of us will ever get there fully, but it's a journey. But um, yeah, I didn't have any expectations going in. Did you, I guess on this journey of self-exploration, how much of the show, did the show help you in that way? What What did you learn most about yourself or like the things that you were working on? Did the, the show like bring that up and, and push it in any way? Um, I think that I definitely need to express because on while on the show, um, I'm a very growth mindset person. I don't know if you guys remember the scene where I bring um, Ask Ricky out while he was eating breakfast, mm -hmm. which I got some shit about, you know, bothering him while he was having breakfast. Like we have no set schedule. So like if I can grab time, I'm like nervous about asking him. So I'm just going to go for it. So I asked him outside and then, um, yeah, like no feelings left whatsoever. Happy for you and Harim. Um, but I just want to learn from this experience. Did you have any idea that I was interested in you? And he was like, no way. But then there's also the argument that because he wasn't into me in the first place, he didn't notice subtle signs. But um, the moral of the story is that I need to be um, more expressive. And that theme came up again when I went on a date with someone. It was one of those five dates. Um, I, one hour second date, he was like, I was surprised that we, you know, we got to talking again because he didn't get any sense that I was into him. Mm. And I, but my, I was like, but I ordered a second drink. And then he was like, how is that a sign? It's like, well, I value my time. And if it's not it, I'm leaving. But I ordered a second drink. That's such a big sign. And why don't you get it? But um. He was like, well, other women would be like, you know, you have beautiful eyes and like, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, but you didn't earn them. You're born with that. Like, I don't, I don't. <laughs> like, work harder. Everybody needs to work harder for this. This doesn't just come easily. I love that. Like, you're like, a second drink means I'm super into you. The rest of us are like, a second drink just means like, I am an alcoholic and it's a free drink. <laughs> Well, I, I'm also curious about that. When we were watching, we were quite shocked to see that you were attracted to Ricky because he's he like seems so different from you. Obviously, you're very strong, confident. He's much more laid back. Um, curious to know what was it that interested you? Um, he's a good listener, but mm -hmm. also to set the tone, set the context. There's only five guys, and there's so <laughs> right. much pressure right. to match with someone. Like at, until like. Was it day two or three when we all rebuild our age? Um, until that point, um, when I like actually Tom really helped me through it. He was like, just because none of these five men choose you doesn't mean that you're not lovable. Um, it's just that I think I talked to him about this at the beach. I say, you know, just because we have different, you know, shoe sizes doesn't mean that I'm wrong and you're right. It's just I didn't have a shoe that fit my, you know, feet. So yeah on this show but there's a lot of pressure and like all the girls and like the producers and the staff like they work so hard and I feel like I we would be like failing them if like none of us matched because they tried so hard and that's all we talk about all day long like oh like what do you think about a what do you think about b and like oh I think c likes you and like 
you know what I mean? And it was just that it was just the vibe. And I, I think if I had met all of them like out in the wild, like probably not. Um, but it's like, okay, if I'm gonna choose somebody out of the five, potentially him, but it was like nothing like, oh my god, I'm so in love with him, I like him so much. It was more like you know what's he was kind of like the, the the one that rose to the the cream of the the rose of the, the best top. Of the, yeah the best of the because um, we always say justice for Sora because we're like these men didn't deserve you we felt like we love the men they're all great but I don't think they were personality wise like obvious matches for you um but when you mentioned the producers because I think this is a big question and it came up in our fan questions too it's like how much of the producers talk to you guys? Are they egging you on? Are they on the sidelines? Um, kind of not at all. People? Nothing. Not at all. They just, you know, they just. We have like date prompts, or they would text us about um, this is how we're gonna do the stamp thing this morning. It's gonna open at this time, close at this time, like that type of announcements to everybody. But not like. I wish they had. I wish. I got to talk to the first th three season contestants to kind of understand how do I get more airtime? Like what things do I need to do? Because I had no idea. I think in a way that kind of made all of us um, a, a little bit refreshing because mm -hmm. we were not like avid viewers of the show and we don't look like manufacturers. So a lot of the interactions are more organic. I think as a result, it could feel more like a slow burn. Like it's kind of a slow building, but because we were like all acting in a very organic way. The producers don't do anything and they were like, sometimes like, I wish I could tell you, like there's so much I, I we wanted to tell you while we were on the show, but like they couldn't. That leads to my next question. A lot of the personal reveals as they were coming out were had real curveballs and they were so fun. We personally loved the age reveal. What reveal was most surprising to you and which one changed, do you think, the dynamic with the cast the most? Mm. I would say the age reveal and the child reveal. With the age reveal, oh my god, I totally thought that Jerome was younger than me. <laughs> like, because of the way he acts or how he looks, right, or his skin, both. Not the. I mean, I don't look at Korean men's skin as much because, like, you know, it's it's not a good indicator. But I think the way he dressed, like, he wore a lot of plaid shirts on purpose <laughs> to make himself look younger. I think that's oh, something producers requested of him. Um, but Jerome, like I had no idea he was older than me. So what we did was, you know, there's that, um, Korean, um, international students, like school, international high school in the Yongsan mm -hmm. base area. He went there and I have some like oppas from college from Berkeley who went there and I'm like, oh, do you know so-and-so and so-and-so? And, -so? and he was like, oh, yeah, those are, like, my sonbes that I know. Oh, so he's trying to throw you guys off a little bit. Yeah, and oh, oh my God. So I even sent a picture, like a selfie with him. At this time, I didn't know, like, he was a former celebrity. So I sent a selfie with him to, like, one of my opas, right, that he claimed to be that his sonbes. Okay. And, like, he was, like, my friend was just, like, oh, my God, how do you guys know each other? And, like, I, like, couldn't, you know, since I wasn't revealing anything about the show, I just, like, you know, was like, oh, I just ran into him at a house party, which is kind of true. Um, <laughs> and then Heejin, I thought she was so much younger than me. Heejin mm. did, too. I oh, think I was very surprised. Her skin's glowing. It's, like, you know, like, some, like, really clear, transparent, like, translucent, like, very pale skin with, like, 
right like radiating pinkness from within wow. like radiating youth so good and then the child reveal was i think um changed the dynamic um Harim and I actually we actually both knew that we had kids because we shared a room and in the bathroom um when we were changing like we could see we could see right. stretch marks okay. and like you can see like I mean even though like Harim has no gut like you can see the little you know what I mean the skin yeah. like and like we saw and then we didn't say anything because we had mics on like okay you and then like and he's like yeah <laughs> um so we knew and then um Ricky's was really surprising I thought. Yeah. yeah, we were shocked by that, too. We were surprised by Tom's, too. Yeah, Tom, for sure. Because he mm-hmm. lives such a, a focused life. You know, he's always right. working he's out. Like focused on himself a lot, which we were like, oh, usually when you're a parent, you're, like, letting a lot of that go. But he was so determined. So we're like, how, what, how did he have a kid? Mm-hmm. But I do think when you have kids, like, you want to show that, oh, like, mommy reads and mommy works out, yeah. like, mommy takes care of herself and, you know. I feel like I do more corrective behaviors to inspire him. Mm-hmm. A lot of our actions are, we see our actions now reflected in our kids' eyes. Right. And it really regulates how we react and act in the world. It's great. Yeah. Actually, it's funny because my son now will wake me up in the morning. He's like, remember, you're supposed to exercise today. Remember, you need to wake up. I was like, well, I, that, that was last week, not today. <laughs> Um, oh, another thing we were talking about, Jerome, and we just, I, well, I personally love NRB and I usually try to drag me in um, and then we have a good time, but I love to see your scenes with Jerome singing and I'm, how was that? How was Jerome singing? Was it like, they made it seem like that's all he was doing every night and we joke on the pod, like he thought he was at like a church retreat. He was just wanted to play all the time uh, and have fun. No, I think, um. I guess one tip that I wish I'd known was that you need to force a lot of one-on-one chats outside of the house, outside of common areas, which I didn't do any of, mm-hmm. right? And I think some people were so good at it more than others. And, um, But Jerome and I were just like, there's nothing like, what is, what's the word, like romantic going on between us. It was always like kind of an oppa dongseng vibe, but... Um, Cause like other people are like chatting up with others. I'm pretty sure like now that I know what happened, like he was probably anxious that Benita is talking to other people and like, cause she was like trying to get to know everyone, which I think is the right approach. Um, yeah, we were just like, let's kill time. <laughs> He's actually a terrible singer. He wouldn't be offended if I said it because he said when he was um in that ex-large band, they got him some vocal coaches to get him to sing better, but he just like does not have... The pitch? pitch like he can't he can do the beats hmm. apparently because he was a rapper but like he just can't sing and there's some videos that i am going to post on my youtube of our um karaoke but yeah i love singing yeah and it really seemed like you guys bonded together and since i know that the instagram is open and we've kind of been following along and you guys like still hang out which has been mm-hmm. really nice to see um and i'm curious if who you were closest to while you were there yeah, I was definitely closest to Benita out of all the women. Like, we shared the bed together, and um, she just, like, is very calm and collective. She has this, like, only aura, always, like, taking care of me mentally. Um, and, like, I think the first two nights I had nightmares about, like, related to not getting chosen. Mm. And, like, you know, like, she'd be the first person that I would tell, like, as soon as we wake up that I just had a nightmare. Um, Tom, out of the guys, was my, like... Opa, like very much like 
We had a tea time for an hour and none of that got aired because there was clearly no romance and it was very much like we talked about like growth hacking, like growth mindset, habit stacking, you know, the yeah, yeah. like we just talked about stuff like that, like neuroscience, like the importance of meditation and stuff like that. And it was just like a TED talk between right. me and him. Yeah. Um, and we're just like sharing tips on like how to optimize our lives. <laughs> no, we took we took a lot of tips from him. Like Juliet's really into all of that. There's like life hacks of like, you know, wear an mm-hmm. eye mask and you know, you mm-hmm. take your shakes in the morning. And so we really love to see uh we were taking tips from Tom. Yeah. Um, did you think there were definitely some love triangles that came up? Did any of the love triangles change any of the dynamics between the women or the men? Well, like there's one triangle between like me, Harim, and Ricky. Like, what's the other triangle? Maybe like Hiji and Jamie. They they set that up that way. I don't know if it's ha- it felt that way in the house. And maybe Dewey. So like it's a square one. Yeah. I think when we were on it, like we didn't really know. I mean, like, I only found out because Harim told me when we were changing. Um, But I think for other people, like, even, like, Tisu and Hijin, even though they shared the room, like, they had no idea. Um, Like, we only, it's only obvious to the viewers as we are watching it from every angle, like, in a way that's, like, highlighted on um, who likes whom. There's no drama, really. Yeah, because I think the editors in that one scene, you guys go on a large group date. You take the ATVs out to the swimming hole and into you, Hadim, Tom, Ricky, and Jerome. And you guys are swimming. And it, the editors just made it seem so, like, triangly, triangular, I guess. Uh, was it as mm-hmm. awkward as it felt to us as a viewer? Or did you not even notice? Um, We didn't really notice. It was just, like, kind of cold. And um, like like the energy was the water was cold. No, the water was literally cold. I see. Yeah, (laughs) and then um, we were not sure if you were all gonna go in, and like, what about the makeup and hair? Like, it was Mm -hmm. more that, and then we had just met. Also, that's how it might have felt, but yeah, no tension really that I felt. I'm when you're watching the show, are there things Mm -hmm. that are surprising you, or also? As you're watching, are you like, oh, they edited out this really funny part or a big moment? Have you noticed any of that? For me personally, the biggest like regret or the sadness is when we were doing the basketball, I am pretty sure I made at least two shots. Like I remember specifically, vividly high-fiving Benita and Jerome. Like they really played that up. They made you I, look like you could not. Yeah, I made it in. And, um, you you should post that on your YouTube. Is you just like dunking, making shots, just dribbling around the room? Oh well, this is something funny that Leanne and I have both experienced when we were in Mexico. Is something you know that we call Montezuma's Revenge or Major Diarrhea. So we were like, how are these people eating all this ice in Mexico and not getting tacos? <laughs> like you know, all, eating all the tacos. Was that anything? We were we were just. Just as a fun yeah. backstory, we were just curious if that was happening to you guys. It happens to us every well, time we go to Mexico, so. I don't know of anyone who had stomach issues. Yeah. But um, all girls, period, synced. Like, all the staff oh, and all wow. the women. And, like, we were joking about how the ovaries were actually the villain of the show. <laughs> Brought my cycle up by, like, a week. So I was PMSing a little bit. So I was, like, so emotional. 
It was really, I think it was really hard emotionally at the time because I felt like, wow, like my divorce was the hardest, not that this is a competition. And I'm like, I'm one of the youngest and um, like I worked so hard in my life and I'm probably not going to match with anyone. Like just that thought like made me really sad before like, you know, I kind of come down and talking to like Jisoo and like Tom really helped me get out of that mode. After that, I'm like, okay, like I'm here grateful for the opportunity, like um, I'll have fun and, you know, enjoy the time here. Um, so now that the show has ended, what's changed for you? What are you up mm. to these days? Um, what am I up to these days? So I've worked on creator products for a long time, like entertainment products. I worked on Facebook reels. Um, I am working on TikTok right now, as you know, um, I've always been like curious and like, in awe of like creators working so hard and I think a lot of people think like being a creator you just need a pretty face and it actually takes so much so much to be successful so much to carry an audience and in a way like I have a head start which is like an opportunity that not many people get and I want to use that clout like no matter how temporary that might end up being like I want to be able to leverage that to inspire especially you know Korean women working in the U.S. or Korean women working for foreign companies in Korea like how can I help them divorce is not the worst thing that could happen to you and I'm so much happier in the thick of it obviously it was like the hardest time of my life but now that I'm kind of like at the end of the tunnel I mean it'll still be like somewhat on until my son's like completely an adult but um yeah I, I wanted to use the platform um and the attention to inspire and you know provide entertaining and educational content hopefully so that's something that's changed in me I think before I was too shy and I was very worried about looking like an attention whore and like I think like we all are in a way right like it's yeah, like, but who cares? Like, I want to do this and I only live once and I'm only 33. I have like so much life ahead of me. Um, tell us more about that YouTube though. I want to, I want to give, I want to shout that out. I'm going to write it in the show notes. So what's, what's the channel? Um, I named it Kummanen Sora Onni. So it's Sora Onni with a lot of dreams. So in, I guess in English, like, um, dreamer Sora Onni, but it's, I have a lot of interest and I think I'm good at a lot of things except for flirting, but, um, <laughs> There's like, because I've been living alone since high school. So I feel like I have a lot of like tips on how, how to manage households. I love entertaining and hosting. I love cooking, but I'm also very busy. So I feel like I'm very good at, I'm very operationally minded. Like I can cook a whole Thanksgiving meal by myself within like four hours, like not including the brining time. We saw you make salmon for everybody. It was, yeah. you, you were just like a machine on the stove, just <laughs> salmon, salmon, salmon for everybody. It was crazy. Our friends wrote in and their big question for you was, they're having a debate in their household, Tim and Katie are, about how you should start your salmon. So do you start it skin side down with the sear or do you start it with the flesh side down? And then what is your yes. thinking on your strategy? So actually skin on is the correct answer. Mm -hmm. And at the time I was somewhat new to searing salmon. Like usually I cook salmon in a foil and I like to put like yuzu, you know, the Korean mm -hmm. yuzu tea with honey. I like to put that on top. That's how I typically make salmon. But searing salmon is a new thing that I saw my friend do. And 
I didn't pay attention to which side goes on first, but one of my friends, first thing that comes out of her mouth, like, yo, like, you're supposed to put the skin on first. <laughs> like, yeah, but I know now. So okay. if you see my video um, on Instagram where I'm cooking salmon for like a bunch of friends, um, you will see that I put in the salmon skin on first. Okay. See, growth, growth, um, uh, growth. tremendous growth from the show. We brought that up in our podcast, in our first podcast, and then we were like, I'm upset about that, but I'm also upset that she was cooking when everybody else was like, you know, flirting. And I'm like, Sora, come on, there's all these men out there. But I know it, we're all, we're all on the journey here. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That leads us to some more ma- mailback questions. We had some of our Instagram uh, fans write in, and Kirby Koo asked, "Did any of the final couple surprise you?" Actually, Jerome and Benita. Like, Benita is not one to be like. She tells me like, "Oh, I talked to so and so, and I am thinking this. I'm thinking that." But like, Jerome and Benita were so surprising. Hmm. Mm. Only because like personalities are dissimilar. More like if only because like Benita, like we shared the bed, right? So if she was gonna choose him, like she didn't tell me that she was going to, or like I wasn't that close to Jerome where he would be telling me that, you know, he's going to go into her um very swill, but that was surprising. She always made, and I don't know if this is editing, but she made it seem like it's always a very last minute decision. Like Ferris wheel, she played us. It felt like in the Ferris wheel, she wasn't going to choose him. And we're like, I was like about to cry. I was going to be so sad. And then also even last night's finale, she was still just like, "Mm, I don't know, like writing down her pros and cons list. So I don't know if that's just editing or if that's actually she just takes time to think about things. I think that's smart though, right? Like we're all going to be on a show, like unless you're sure why broadcast to the entire world that you or sleeping next to somebody, or you cohabitated for a little bit, if you're not sure, yeah. right? And you need more information to make an informed decision. So I don't think it's um, wise to be like, oh, this is the only person. I mean, like, <laughs> who am I to give advice to say this? <laughs> Shut up, Sora. <laughs> well, and typically... The crazy doesn't come out for a few months or yeah. years, you know? Terum's like a totally caring oppa outside of the Torsing house, um, outside of Cancun. But in Cancun, he was kind of playing a role of like young, like kegujangi, like playful guy. He could be more serious. And I think he was like nervous. So he was like putting up a front. You know how sometimes like if you're like a funny character, yeah, you like act funnier because you're nervous. And I you think he up. had a little bit of that. Yeah. yeah. But you know, you can totally see him as like an oppa or appa vibe. Like when I went over to his house, like before we were leaving, he would close all the blinds. And like, I didn't know that's something that adults did. And like his house is like so well organized. He's such an appa vibe. Okay. Diana Rue asked, did you have feelings for Tom in the end on your last date? I think the last day was probably that, uh, the beach scene. Mm. So I knew that he wasn't into me and like, that makes me like not even consider and couple things. <laughs> um, he did tell me like, because I talked about money and I think I was just like stating facts. I wasn't exaggerating, but I think he said it came off like I'm very materialistic. Which I can understand and empathize and something I should work on. I have like unhealthy relationship with money from my upbringing, like which I'm conscious and trying to unlearn and I'm trying to pass it down to Jackson. But um, 
that I agree. And then another one was, I actually make a lot of sexual jokes, like, off the camera. It's, like, none of that aired. I think the... bad. Like, I'm not dating any of you, so I'm just going to be myself. You guys are all, like, oppas to me, you know? So, um, yeah, so... Oh man, I, I, I want to hear look really angelic and kind. Yeah, I want to hear the director's cut with all of the uh, the bad <laughs> jokes. That's the show I want to watch. Um, <laughs> another fan asks, if you had gone to the cohabitation stage, regardless of who the match was, what would you have done? Um. So I did think about this before going on and I talked to other people like on the show or off the show. This is something I would have done. I like in real life too, like I wouldn't bring a guy home unless, I don't know, maybe six months, unless I'm pretty sure that this is it. Well, we wanted to end this by doing a little speed round, get to know, I mean, we've gotten to know you in so many different facets, a little like fun thing to do. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm, we're just going to shoot off a few questions and you could give us really quick answers. Okay, and, right. Yeah, let's do that. So <laughs> what Korean shows are you, I know you say you don't watch a lot of TV, but I'm curious what Korean shows you're watching. I'm trying to get into moving. I'm on episode one, but haven't got past that. Yeah, it's. I heard it's really good. It's on on, on Hulu. Oh, okay. I'll check it out. If you could pick any Korean celebrity to be stuck in a prison cell with, who would it be and why? You know, I'm a very logical person, so I'd probably choose someone with who's very well respected, like Yoon Yeo-jong, someone that all the jail male mates will respect. Mm -hmm. So, like, as a result, like, I'll be their like little chief of staff and. You are have a comfortable so life. rational. You are the most rational for you. Like, how can I get to the top of the prison ranking system amongst all the prisoners? I need to be the, the chief of staff to the top dog. Yes, yes, exactly. But at the end of the day, like, it's life. And I would assume it's pretty hard life in there. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the more I can get to the, you know, source of power, that's what I yeah. want to do. Oh, man, love it. That is so... You need to know any more about Sora. I think that question... Right. Is I know. Really <laughs> exactly. If you could choose one last meal, what would it be? Going back to prison. And it's probably going to be, like, like, a power play. Totally. Right. You're like, what's going to regenerate all of my cells? <laughs> I, I had this conversation the other day. I think there's two. One is if they must serve it to me and I, I'll probably pick something that's very difficult to achieve. So I have like, I buy more time. <laughs> I love this. I love something this. very rare. Answer. The best answer ever. Uh huh. And then another one is something I've never had and something that I'll not be ashamed. This sounds so weird, but like human meat, like I I don't know. I'm just curious. I don't want to eat that ever. But like if I'm about to die, like I... I'm, I'm just curious. Like, I would want to ex experience it. Yeah. Yoon arm is what you're going to be doing. Oh, my God. No, no. She needs to be protected. No, but it'll be like, I'm dying. Like, I don't care. Like, I want to, I guess, live the life to the fullest by experiencing, like, one more thing that I haven't experienced. Well, thank you. That was so much fun. I wish we could just sit here and talk with you all day. And it's actually really great to see that who you are on screen is exactly who you are here with us. Um, for all the people who are out there listening and watching, make sure you check out Sora's new YouTube channel. Is there anything else you want to tell all your fans out there? Um, no, thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. And, um, yeah, grateful for, grateful for the opportunity to have been on the show. I learned so much and I'm really excited to see what's to come now that the show is over. I know. I'm sure your IG is going to blow up. Yeah. 
We're excited to see your journey and we're gonna be watching you and best wishes and best of luck to everything for you, for you and your son and you and your whole journey. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Bye. Bye.